welcome back to the Fair Housing Pod. Thank you for joining us here today. Today, we will be briefly going over the topic of emotional support animals as defined by the Fair Housing Act and how they relate to a person's disability. First, we need to lay some groundwork and review the Fair Housing Act. According to the Fair Housing Act, federal, state, and local fair housing laws ensure equal housing opportunity or non-discrimination in housing for the protected classes within each of their jurisdictions. This applies to all housing-related transactions, including rental, sale, lending, insurance, homeowners associations, and more. The federally protected classes are race, color, national origin, religion, sex, family status, and disability. The additional protected classes within the state of Ohio are ancestry and military status. The additional protected classes within Akron are age, sexual orientation, gender identity and expression, and source of income. There are some additional protected classes within our service area in Medina County, Rittman, and Chippewa. Those additional protected classes are age, marital status, and creed. Now, let's get started in our discussion of the fair housing rights for people with disabilities. Disabilities, when defined by the Fair Housing Act, are handicap, which means in respect to a person with a physical or mental impairment which substantially limits one or more such person's major life activities, a record of having such impairment, or being regarded as having such an impairment. So, what are some examples of major life activities? It can range from self-care, manual tasks, walking, breathing, seeing, hearing, speaking, learning, thinking, understanding, working, and much more. What are some examples of disabilities? Visual, speech and hearing, cerebral palsy, autism, epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, muscular dystrophy, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, HIV and AIDS, developmental disabilities, emotional illnesses, learning disabilities, orthopedic injuries or disabilities, alcoholism, former drug addiction, current drug treatment, and that's just to name a few. Now that we have some basic understanding of how the Fair Housing Act interacts with people that have disabilities, let's go over some reasonable accommodations as we have discussed in the past and how they are covered under the Fair Housing Act. To review, a reasonable accommodation is a reasonable change in rules, policies, or practices that will allow a qualified person with a disability to fully use and enjoy a dwelling. What are some examples of reasonable accommodations? Permission to pay rent on the third of the month because income is derived from SSDI. Providing a sign language interpreter for a potential tenant who is deaf. Permitting a tenant service or emotional support animal regardless of a no-pet policy. This means that housing providers are not permitted to charge a pet fee, pet deposit, or pet rent for an animal needed due to a disability. Copying a third party on all correspondence to a tenant at the tenant's request. While rules and policies regarding pets are permitted in accordance with federal, state, and local laws, 
These same rules and policies do not apply to animals that are necessary for a person's disability, such as emotional support animals. At the time of this recording, there are currently no limits on weight, breed, size, or species of animal that may be permitted as an emotional support animal. No money can be charged. Insurance cannot be required. Proof of shots and or registration cannot be required. It is required that the animal does not damage the property. It is also required that the owner cleans up after the animal. And it is also required that the animal does not make excessive noise. As of right now, the Ohio Attorney General uses the term animal assistant to cover both service animals and emotional support animals. For the purpose of today's episode, we will strictly be discussing emotional support animals. The difference comes down to service animals are covered under the ADA and can only be dogs or miniature horses, whereas ESAs are covered under the Fair Housing Act, which means that they are limited to housing. They have no breed or species limitations within reason, hence the term reasonable accommodation. This means that even if your state, city, municipality, street, or unit has a zoning-based breed ban, it no longer applies to an emotional support animal because at that point they are no longer considered a pet. How to make a reasonable accommodation request Write a reasonable accommodation request with a letter of support from a third party that is familiar with your disability and your relationship to the animal. Make requests for accommodation in writing and respond to it in writing. There are no magic words for an accommodation request. The landlord may ask for a verification letter stating, one, that the individual has a disability, and two, that the requested accommodation is necessary for you. But they may not ask about the nature or the details of your disability. It is important to note that no verification is required if the disability is obvious, For example, if someone is using a wheelchair or other walking aid, that disability would be considered obvious and therefore would not need additional verification. From there, the landlord is to determine whether the request for accommodation is reasonable. If they do not, they have a responsibility to engage in something called the interactive process with you and must present that they accommodation requested is of undue or financial or administrative burden in order to pursue the denial of the accommodation. Then the landlord will send you a letter telling you their decision. Respond promptly and in writing. As always, conduct these through written form and send all documents via certified mail or certificate of mail, and be sure to keep copies of everything that you send and what they send to you, as well as all receipts of letters that you have sent. And be sure to keep copies of your copies. What are some questions that your landlord or prospective tenant can ask you? They cannot ask tenants or prospective tenants whether or not they have a disability. They cannot ask about the nature of a tenant's disabilities. They cannot ask tenants or prospective tenants who request an accommodation or modification what their diagnosis, prognosis, or prescriptions are. Well, that is all that we have for you today. Thank you for listening, and we hope that this helps you better understand your fair housing rights and responsibilities. This podcast and the contents therein is not intended to be legal advice. If you have questions about your particular legal situation, please contact an attorney. This podcast and the contents therein is not intended to create an attorney-client relationship. 
This podcast and its contents are merely for informational purposes. Fair Housing Contact Service is a HUD-approved housing counseling agency that provides tenants and landlords with information and resources concerning their housing. If you or someone that you know has experienced what could be considered housing discrimination, please give our offices a call at 330-376-6191. Until next time, we hope that you stay well and stay safe. Thank you for listening.